This recording session has an unconventional location and a lot of family bonding. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I am talking about a scene from a movie I really like called Begin Again. And uh, it's one of the, it's, it's a movie directed, as I'll get into, by John Carney, a guy who makes a lot of music movies and a lot of music in general. And yeah, I really enjoy this particular scene, and it's got a lot of people you've probably heard of. So without further ado, let's get started. Filmmaker John Carney has a singular focus. He makes movies about people who make music with one male and one female lead, and a number of toe-tapping pop rock tracks you'll be singing for the rest of the year. It's a nice niche. Carney's two most famous projects are his breakout film Once, which just used the musicians as the actors, and The Beloved Sing Street, a cult coming-of-age film set in the 80s that has since been adapted into a Broadway show. And in between, we have Begin Again, a movie that got decent reviews, but didn't inspire the same level, same spark or level of praise as Carney's other movies. But I love it, thanks in large part to sequences like this one. The film finds musician Greta James, Kira Knightley, and her producer Dan Mulligan, Mark Ruffalo, in the thick of their recording project for James's album. They're recording James's songs with a band in a series of locations around New York City. The next track up is Tell Me If You Want to Go Home, which James and company are prepping to play on a nearby rooftop at night. But Greta has a few surprises up her sleeve. She's actually put together a bonding opportunity for Dan and his daughter, and coaxes the distant pair to play bass and guitar, respectively, on the track. So, I'm a sucker for emotional moments paired with music in movies, but more often than not, the song... The song is either in the background or baked into the scene, for instance, a musical. What makes this scene so fun is that the playing is the emotional element, not the song itself. The track is a great upbeat pop rock track with great orchestration and arrangements and a driving beat, and Knightley's whispery vocals match the tone of the song really well. This is also the longest the audience has had to sit and enjoy the creation of recording Greta and Dan have been doing throughout New York City. We see the little tweaks everyone is making and the interaction between all of the band members. And Dan is obviously proud of his work and eager to show his daughter, Haley Steinfeld's Violet, what he does. He is apprehensive about him and Violet playing, though. This is where Greta's gentle guiding hand steps in and sets up a great opportunity for the pair. She insists on Violent playing on this song, despite Dan's apprehension, and gets her set up and hands Dan a bass so he can play as well. What is supremely satisfying is to see that apprehension and a few feedback-triggered false starts give way to pure joy as Dan sees Violet play and realizes, holy shit, she can actually play. Violet's confidence grows as the song progresses, and she's encouraged to keep going until the track just fades out, and Dan yells at someone saying they're going to call the cops. You can hear this feeling build in the music and see it in everyone's faces. Whether or not this song will be a hit or even make it on the album is an afterthought in this moment. This is the joy of playing and performing together distilled into a single scene, and brings a father and daughter with miles between them closer together. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.